This is the Opening Market Podcast for Tuesday on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Joe Camp of Comstock. Joe, what are we seeing taking place on the grains? A little bit of a rebound overnight. It was a rough start to the week, mostly lower here. Soybeans had tried to move a little firmer throughout parts of the opening session this week, but ultimately tugged lower at the close by weaker corn and wheat futures. That was a continuation of selling from that short session on Friday. Really, this week, we're thinking a lot about market mechanics because of the approaching first notice day for December grain futures. That's when these December corn and December wheat contracts go into delivery. And we had a lot of open interest in the corn market in particular to chew through here, and we still do relative to, say, last year or or a normal year. And that leaves a lot of positions left to either roll forward or just liquidate. We have observed a lot of that, it seems, from the long side, just straight liquidation and a rush for the exits, and that's something that's helped weigh on prices we have some concern that there's going to be deliveries put out because of the dynamics of the low water levels on the Mississippi River and nobody really wanting to take grain here along the delivery system. And that shows up in the spreads. We've got the December-March corn spread at, at pretty much full carry, almost 20 cents between the two. And, and so it is a, a weaker press on this market that we have uh, this approach to first notice day coming up. We'll wonder, though, if corn could take the page of soybeans and that when the November bean contract went into delivery, that morning of first notice day, it was down. We started off that period with a handful of deliveries, but actually on first notice day, the November beans closed higher and went on to rally about 85 cents before expiration. And so it's something that we feel like we just need to get out of the way here, not only is it first notice day on Thursday for these December grains? It's also the month end, so we'll see some position adjustments there and wonder if we might be close, at least in the near term, to a temporary low. And, and the market maybe suggests that overnight, but we'll see how we fare here after the 8.30 central hard open. And Joe, do you think the markets right now are still going to be played, I guess, based on what's happening in the South American weather pattern, and we know it has been far too dry and hot in northern Brazil, and it's been far too wet in southern Brazil, so there's been a myriad of problems in that country for sure that we've been keeping an eye on. Yeah, that's not something that's going to go away anytime soon. We'll have a close eye on South America for the next several months. We know that already that drier weather in the north that you mentioned and the wetter southeast regions of Brazil, that's something that's gotten in the way of potential already for the soybean crop and already also is something that probably is going to delay seedings for that really important safrina corn crop. That's the crop that's Brazil's biggest one, uh, sown usually in January or February, and then ends up being the corn that competes most heavily with U.S. exports. So uh, it, it, it is a crucial factor, and we think that you know, you talk about that split of a pattern, drier north and wetter south. That's exactly what we have come to expect with El Nino and its influence on South America. And we're getting exactly that. And so because meteorologists have told us here recently that El Nino is strong and it's here to stay for a while, we think that's going to be, unfortunately for farmers in Brazil, an issue for production potential. It's something that could be 
eventually again supportive for prices because we'll see estimates drop in future crop reports from those uh, private analysts around the trade from those in Brazil itself and then eventually we could also see uh, related strength in demand exports ticking up in a bigger way for US sellers because of that worry about Brazil uh, Argentina better off here as of late Still something we're, we're dealing with, though, last year's drought in Argentina leading to what will be a record year for U.S. meal exports. So a lot of focus, yep, absolutely, on what's going on in South America weather-wise. Joe, what's taking place on the other side of the ag marketplace in the livestock complex? Well, it's been a rough several days for cattle futures. Uh, we have the feeder cattle down $13, $14 for these nearby contracts over the last two sessions. We look at over the last handful, five sessions, live cattle nearby futures are down about $8. And so it starts with a reason, you know, we've got worry about demand is probably the biggest one. That ends up being something, though, that just snowballs lower because of speculative positioning. Uh, we have the longs rushing for the exit, and ultimately it turns two into something that's technically negative and sort of is self-fulfilling. Eventually, though, we've got a big break like we've observed, and we have potentially the case that low prices are becoming the cure for low prices. And so we'll not only see some technical bargain buying uh, likely here in the coming sessions, but also a continuation of what we've been hearing, restaurants, retailers able to step in and hedge their forward costs in a lower market. And it fits, too, with the futures market and the way it breaks lower so fast, not necessarily being followed to the fullest extent by the cash market. And so if nearby live cattle were down $8 over five sessions, we're looking at cash, early indications that uh, the trade is down just a couple of bucks here from last week. And so that could be something that helps turn this around as we do have that cash market develop more fully here later today and, and um, more likely into tomorrow and we could see the end of, of this current sell-off. All right, Joe, and then with the hog market, things any better there yet? We do see some strength here in the open for these nearby hog contracts. They're bouncing out of what looks to be a technically oversold type of position here, waiting for the cash market to develop more fully there again this week. We've had a lot of volatility, as usual here uh, lately, for cash prices. But what we're seeing is that we have found some stability. The question now, though, for the board is uh, what's going to happen over these next few weeks into the expiration of the December contract. It's been trading at a premium over the direct hog averages, but yet at a discount to the CME cash index where it settles against. So all those things are playing a part here into a hog market that has lately been negative. We've talked about not only maybe flagging demand here domestically relative to what we have been observing, but also some concern over the situation in China with ample stocks there and concern about consumption overall. The other thing we're going to keep an eye on for hogs is just the seasonality of it all. It's not going to be a surprise if we have this weakness into the early part of December, but then 
the historical pattern normally shows that hogs futures do have strength into the first part of the next calendar year. So we'll watch out for that. Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest here today. Joe, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch for more marketing information? Yeah, we've got access to our daily reports, all of our contact information up at Comstock.com. Joe, thanks so much for the time here today and have a great start to your week. You as well. Talk to you next week. That was Joe Camp with Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down two and a quarter at 453 and a quarter. January soybeans up five and three quarters at 1335 and a half. December soybean meal down $1.80 at 45690. December soybean oil up 64 cents at 5255. Chicago wheat up three quarters of a cent at 535 even. Minneapolis wheat up four and a quarter at 688 and three quarters. Kansas City hard red wheat up two and a half at 592 and a half. And December oats unchanged at 365 and a quarter. On the Merck, December live cattle up 62 cents at 169.40. January feeder cattle up $1.62 at 214.42. December lean hogs up 97 cents at 68.85. December pork cutout down 20 cents at 79.50. And class 3 milk up 8 cents at 16.44. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network.